Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Abundant Solutions Hour. Our goal is to help others be more, do more, and have more. I'm your host, Gregory Turner. And I'm your co-host, Brian J. Henderson. Brian, how you doing? Uh, I can't complain. I tell you what, we got a good show tonight. We've got a good show tonight. Brian, we have a guest on that we've had on before. Everybody mm-hmm. on Facebook was hitting me up today wanting to know what we were going to talk about. And they wanted everybody wanted a piece of our guest. But I was telling them today, I said, you know, you have to have your stuff together and you have to know your stuff when you come to this person and when you're when you're trying to get into the, the entertainment business because there's a lot of fraud going on and that's something that we're going to discuss tonight. Mm-hmm. You know, the one thing I thought about when you talk about fraud in the business, you know, I was a victim of fraud in the business uh, back in the day when I was in my little R&B group and, you know, we were doing our thing, we were singing, uh, I was doing the majority of the writing for the, for the uh, group and, you know, I wrote tons and tons of songs, and, you know, the company we were with, and I'm not going to name them, they're probably not in business anymore, but I'm not going to name them, and, uh, you know, they had sold us all these dreams of what we were going to do, and as soon as we signed the dotted line, it was like slavery. <laughs> you know, it was like they had sold us this big dream of, you know, in bright lights, we were picking up, you know, we were picking matching cars and all this stuff. And the next thing you know is, like, they had all the nice cars and we had nothing. Yeah. And when we start asking questions, they were like, well, you signed the papers. Yeah. And that's something that we're going to talk with our guest tonight. If you could, Brian, let's go ahead and bring her in. Yes, we have the most beautiful star of stage act. No, let me stop this around. <laughs> we have uh, entertainment go. guru, Miss Kim Toomey, on tonight with us. And if you don't know her, you can go to... KenToomeyEntertainment.com, and you can find out a little bit more about her. But she's going to tell you about some stuff tonight, especially pertaining to the business and how you run business. Yeah. And also, she's going to give a little insight on the fraud that goes on. So, Ms. Toomey, are you there? I'm here. Thank you guys for having me again. I Thank appreciate you. it. Thank you for coming on. You know Thank what? Thank you. Yeah, Kim, I saw something a, a little while ago. I, I guess it was a couple of weeks ago when you and I. We were talking, and there's a lot of fraud going on in the business, and I think you have a lot of kids that are trying to get in the business, but they don't have an idea uh, when someone comes along and offers them something that they should be getting paid for, they'll just jump for it. Well, you're right about that, and it's not just kids, unfortunately. <laughs> I have 40-year-old men calling me thinking they can still be a rapper, and they ain't lost all this money, so... It's the, you know, the book doesn't stop there. It's, it's unfortunate that a lot of people, you know, they always say, if you want to have something from a black person, you just have to put it in the book. And that's pretty much the truth when it comes to the entertainment side of it. Everybody wants to be a celebrity. Everybody wants to be a star, but nobody wants to do the homework that it takes to get that kind of stuff done. You know what I'm saying? Yes. You know, uh, I'm sorry, Greg, go ahead. No, I was going to ask him, do they rely on you to to do all of this stuff, even though, you know, people are contacting them? Uh, without contacting you, or do they think you're supposed to know all of this and, and, and have their back like that? Well, the thing I find is nobody wants to call me until they've messed up, um, you know, especially independent artists. What happen is they'll call me, oh, have you ever heard of, you know, Will Johnson's Entertainment? You know, that is gave people $700. You know, it happened to me like yesterday. You know, I'm like, well, let me ask you a couple of questions. And they're like, okay, okay, number one question. 
how did you send the money? Did you Western Union it or money, money gram it or did you wire it? Uh, I Western Union. I said it was a fraud. I can tell you right there. Just with that one statement of saying that you had to Western Union your money because a real business person going to let you wire it. You don't put a deposit in because you don't, you don't go to Bank of America and say, okay, I got your account number. Let me just put it in there. There's no trace. You can't have anything that's untraceable. And Western Union really doesn't do a good job of, you know, catching people. That's why they use Western Union so much because they can go there. They can pick up, you know, thousands of dollars every week, and it's not questioned. Absolutely. You know, Kim, I was thinking about uh, something you said earlier. You know, a lot of times when you don't read those books and you don't get that information uh, forthhand, they just keep you in bondage. But when you start reading them, it's almost as if they get upset because now you know something. And, you know, when when you go through something like that, let's say, you know, you start reading books, because that's something that's similar to happened to me when I was in the music industry. You know, I was reading through these books. I read uh, Donald Passman's books, and as I started learning more and more about what royalties were and the percentage of monies that go to this particular person and that particular person and how much money you're supposed to get off your, you know, and how much money they're supposed to get, I started asking questions. And once I started asking questions, it was no more, hey, how you doing? Great to talk to you. It was, let me get back to you on this. And, you know, once they stopped getting back to me on it, I told them I wasn't going to write any more music, and they started trying to throw the contract in my face. Right. You know, so. Well, at least you did some of your homework. At least you're trying to get a better understanding. Because, again, what I'm finding is nobody wants to ask a question to somebody that's been experienced. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Uh, another example, I had a guy week before last that had sent out. Somebody did a fraud page on me, long story short. And they're going around saying, there, I had one about three months ago. The person said it was a Kim Toomey, you know, page, whatever, which is not my page. Then I had somebody like two months ago, a month and a half ago, said they're Tina Gold Entertainment but they had all of my pictures on there. And so people, what they do is they just look at a picture and be like, oh, that's got to be legit. Instead of, you know, they didn't even Google Tina Gold, because when I Googled it, it was only one thing that came up on the Tina Gold. So how is it possible that this person can do all this stuff for you and you can't find but one search on somebody that has all these connections? That's crazy, you know. But the other thing I find, like I said, is that they'll go and ask their mama, they'll go ask their daddy, they'll go ask all these people that's unqualified to know the answer to their questions and all because mama said, yeah, that's a good idea, send them the money, they'll send it. Instead of picking up the phone, asking somebody that's educated in that field. And that's another thing that's, you know, disappointing to me. Mm. That's, that's, mm-hmm. that's so sad. That, that's really sad. Now, Kim, with, with, with your the people, you deal with children, you deal with all ages. And you're saying that this is something that that's happening to all ages. To, I think I heard you say a 40-year-old rapper's in, in that time. <laughs> <laughs> like he needed he need, <laughs> need to get ripped off. Come on. You know, ain't nobody signing a 40-year-old rapper. Come on. Even you know that. I mean, come on. Kim, I know you want to take your bet off and just spank him when he called you saying, nah, somebody, I've been ripped off. Somebody's taking my money. Well, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I guess some people that they're stuck in their, their younger age or whatever. They don't want to grow. I, I don't know what it is, but mm, I don't either. Do you, you think know, it's just? Do you think it's just the greed of wanting uh, the? They want they want the fame so bad that that they just trust anybody that comes to them. You, you think that's well, what it is? Some people, I think it might be that. Some people they want to prove a point to other people that they can make it and they have what it takes. Yeah, some people that think they can just buy their way into anything. I mean, you know. And my thing is. There's never going to be a situation, artists, if you're listening, models, if you're listening, anybody that's listening, 
Nobody's going to ever charge you. I know y'all heard that a hundred million times. Nobody's going to ever charge you if it's a legit deal. Now, mind you, there are certain situations when a promoter, a promoter that has a concert, and they're putting it together, sometimes they will charge the open act to open up. But that's rare. That doesn't happen too often. And what these cats are doing lately, they're saying they're putting a tour together, and you can open up for Lil Wayne, and you can open up all these big names keep paying, and you can pay $700, and it's going to pay for your flight and your hotel. Nigga, please stop playing. <laughs> $700 does not cover a hotel, a tour. You know, I mean, it's dumb. It's just real simple stuff. All you got to do is read it. And, it, and you'd be like, how does that add up? How can you spend $700 and get a flight, get a hotel, and open up for somebody. That means they didn't make no money, right? Right. Come on, y'all. Do your math. I mean, come on. <laughs> That's what makes me mad because it's just common sense stuff. Well, you know, I think a lot of times when, when you look at the industry, you know, because, again, you're young, you get excited, you get hyped, and you figure this is my one chance where I can get out there and do something. And so they do get caught up in that hoopla and in that hype of the business. You know, like I said, when I when I actually had signed it, uh, I didn't even sign a record deal. I signed a management deal, but the management deal was so backloaded with all types of, you know, industry innuendo, all kinds of, you know, basically BS. It was like no record company would even look at us because every company that looked at them said, well, what what's, what type of management deal do you have with them? Right. And once they looked at it, they said, these kids aren't going to make any money. They're going to think it's our fault. Right. You know, and then well, we, at least we got a contract. <laughs> you know, we were literally signed to a seven-year management deal to record albums. The way that it, the way that it read out, once we had an attorney take a look at it, and he says, "Well, I can tell you now, I can get you out of this, but it's going to cost you a lot of money, and you guys don't have any." They already say that, you know, they had this one term, and I want to know if you've ever heard this term. You know, your uh, net profits. Of the corporation, that's how you're. you're, oh, you're yeah, <laughs> we are one of the old kind of contracts. Yeah. Where the company but you know, did you have to have an attorney? Hmm. You know, did you not have an entertainment attorney look over it? Once we did, it was all we had already signed it. But that's my question. Prior to, not after the fact, and that's my point. Everybody wants to get an attorney after the fact. You know, it's a lot cheaper to pay an attorney a hundred dollars here. Twenty dollars there to look at a piece of paper than it is to go out and spend and drop seven eight hundred nine dollars. In your case, lose thousands upon thousands of dollars. Right. It's really inexpensive. I mean, you'd be surprised. You got a lot of entertainment attorneys that are new that just get into the business. They want the money because they, you know, and they want the expertise at doing it. All you gotta do is make a couple of calls, do a little bit of networking, and they don't mind helping you out. And that's what I get mad about because the people do all their homework after they lose their money. Right. They don't do any homework prior to that, and that's where my concern comes in because it's just. It makes no sense. You know, and the other thing, uh, and I'm just speaking from my own experiences, you know, a lot of times the record company that, that you're dealing with, if they think they got something hot, you know, they think they got something that they can really make some money off of, they really try to become your friend. And you got to be careful from on that standpoint, too, that if they're trying to come on too strong to be your friend, if they're flying you and whining, because that's, that's all they did us. We were flying every week to Miami to do some recording, to do some promotional stuff, and as soon as we signed on the dotted line, it was like all that stopped. Well, I mean, you can't, you can't tell, you can't say that about everybody because right. that's the way it's done. Once you sign, that's the way it's supposed to take care of you. Yeah. That's the part of the deal. It's unfortunate that you so you signed with a bogus company. Right. But that doesn't represent all companies that's out there. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. 
And again, you can't really get mad at that company because they only did what you allowed them to do. It's kind of like dating a dude. A dude is only going to do as much you let them do. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you can't get mad at that company and say they did X, Y, and Z. They only did what you allowed them to do because you didn't have your contract looked over. Right. And you can't get mad at nobody but yourself. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so I those agree. Are, right. And so those are the things, you know, you can only teach people, like you said, based on what happened to you in your situation, mm-hmm. which is to read the contract. They did what they were supposed to do. They're supposed to fly you out. If you're signed to labor, they're supposed to take care of you. They're supposed to put you up. This was all those things. That's a part of the perks, and that's why your advance is real small if you get one, and that's why you owe so much money once the time your album comes out because they've taken care of you so well. But, you know, that's neither here nor there because a lot of people can't get to that point because they want to make a single and put it out or put a, a, a mixtape or a mix CD out or whatever it is they're trying to do without even being a part of a DJ pool or having anybody that even can play it. So they waste all their time and energy on all the wrong things. Once again... Mm-hmm trying to promote themselves to their mama, their sister, their brother, instead of, you know, marketing themselves with the DJs. That makes no sense to me. Yeah. Kim, uh, I I want to ask you, everybody knows Kim, and and everybody thinks that you just walked into this thing overnight. You didn't do your homework. They just think, I guess when they see you with all these celebrities, I guess they see that this was just handed to you, and you didn't have to have any growing pains. You just walked into it. Is that what somebody told you? That's what somebody's thinking? Wow. <laughs> growing pains. You don't think it's growing pains going to any new job? That's that's ridiculous. I mean, anytime you go into any field, especially when you're doing it solely, like for me, I didn't have another job. I mean, I walked into this, and this is all I've done since I started. So, of course, you're going to have growing pains because your income, you didn't know it was going to be month to month. You know what I'm saying? You did. You just do it by faith. So there's a lot of things that come with it. Of course, the free flights, like you said, the free nights and vacations and the, you know, but uh, there's a lot of hard work with that. I haven't been asleep in the last three days till 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning either. Have to be right back up at 8 o'clock. So a lot of people are not willing to sacrifice their whole days and all their time and the things it takes to get things done. I have a premiere this weekend. I have it. Um, it's called The Lena Baker Story. Trishina Arnold is the lead in it, and we're doing a movie premiere here in Atlanta for it, and there's a lot of work to get done. And people don't understand how much time it takes out of your day. Mm-hmm. If you have a kid, you have a boyfriend, you have any of that stuff, that's all second. Because mm-hmm. your clients and the things you have going on come first, you know? Yes, yes. And I and I so. think I think with the, the kids that are coming out of college right now, they you know, when they graduate or whatever, they feel that okay, I'm ready to take on the world. I can just go out there and I can do what 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 Kim Toomey is doing and I don't need the connections. I can just Well go I'm out behind there. the scenes too though, darling. Yeah. These the people you're talking about are trying to be on the forefront. Yeah. I'm behind the scenes. And there's, nobody ever calls me and tries to be behind the scenes. Everybody calls me, they want to be on the forefront. And I think that's another problem. People don't understand you make more money being behind the scenes than you do being in, in, in the forefront. And you last longer because being an artist, you're lucky if you last five years. You're lucky mm. if you last five years. It's a very short career. Mm. I you would know? agree. So, huh? I, I would agree. <laughs> yeah, so I don't even I don't even understand the logic in going through all of that work to only come out on top for five years. I mean, you have very rare, very rarely these like, these days you see what they call one hit wonders. Everybody's making a single, you don't hear from them no more. Mm-hmm. Or they get one album and they done. I mean, so you look at Diddy. Look how many people he's dropped off his label over the last five six years. You look at Loon. You look at uh, uh, Chopper. Look at all these different people. <laughs> you know. That he's had, they didn't last. They don't last. People don't care about you. They care about their money and keep it moving. Like Rob, I'm thinking about all of them. I'm like, where are they? 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you got all these people that thought they were going to be superstars. You ain't heard from them since. So, again, it's smarter just to work smart and not hard. That's my theory. Yeah. And do what you got to do to make money for yourself because you're going out here trying to depend on everybody else to make money. You're going to get older. You know, you're going to get lazy. You're going to get tired. You know, it's a lot of stuff that goes on with trying to be a celebrity. I don't think people understand that. They don't even have the wardrobe up the parties and try to be a celebrity. That's what makes me laugh because I'll be like, you know, you don't even have, you don't even have a stylist. You don't have any of the things it takes to be a celebrity, but you're trying to be one. It's a lot of work trying to be a celebrity. And you know what, Kim? I wanted to get this in real quick before I forgot. Okay. Um, you, you have this thing about integrity about you. Um, oh, thank you. Well, you owe me a steak. But you, <laughs> you, you, you have, you have this this thing about you that you return your calls, you return your emails, you do all of this yourself. Right. And, and and the reason I'm bringing that up is when you have a celebrity, one of your clients is out of line and not doing what they're supposed to do. I, I've heard and I've read that you don't have a problem firing them. No, unfortunately I don't. <laughs> and I haven't had that problem but once, thank God for that. Um, I, I I just have morals and I have a certain way I believe in being treated and I feel like you're not going to treat me no different than you would treat your own, you know, right. family. Because we are family in this business and when you start getting beside yourself then we need to separate, you know. It's not that hard. It's a job. At the end of the day you still got to go get home, get in your bed, you know, and you still got to take your trash out like everybody's going to take their trash out. It doesn't matter. It's, you know, it's just a job. Right. That's why I return my calls. That's why I answer my emails. It's a blessing that God gave me. He didn't give it to Tina. He didn't give it to Paul. He didn't give it to you. He gave it to Kim. And it's my baby. I have to take care of my baby. And that's how I look at it. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Absolutely. Awesome. You know, the one thing I was going to ask you about was you talked about how, you know, your company was pretty much being frauded out by some other folks. Do you ever have the problem where um, people say that you're representing them? I've had that in the past, but you know what? I'm really over the whole gamut because I feel like, again, if you're just, I had to use the word silly enough to send people money and silly enough to believe what people say without doing your homework, then it is what it is. I can't save the world. You know what I'm saying? I have stuff on my website that tells you about fraud. I have stuff on my, you know, I've done everything I can to alert people, and that's all I can do, you know? And... You know, you saying that I rep you, I mean, whatever you think that's going to get you, then fine. But at the end of the day, we're going to come back to know and find out. So <laughs> it's just a real silly statement. <laughs> Unfortunately, you have idiots out there that believe that they can outbeat the world. So, yeah. And it's funny because I have people that call me all across the country. And if nothing, nothing, God is really good, nothing pretty much slips to my, you know, circle. I find out just about anything that's being said or done to me. I find out about it. It's amazing. People think that I don't know somebody in Hawaii or they think I don't know somebody in New York, and they don't know the person knows me. So God has always had favor on me, and I thank God for that all the time. And, and you know what? I started doing you, – you, the last time you was on this show, that you, you said that you pray for favor every mm-hmm. day, all day. Every day. Mm-hmm. And when you said that, I started doing it. Oh, good. And, 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 it, and it's a big difference. It's Isn't a big it? Diff- it's a big difference in your life. And I want to say this. We we had uh, one of your clients, Omar Benson Miller, on the show. Right. And he told us two movies was coming out, uh, The Express, which is out now. It's an awesome movie. Uh-huh. If you haven't seen right. it, people, you need to go see it. And Miracle at St. Anna. When I saw which is a very movie, good movie. Yeah. I texted him after I saw the movies. And, uh-huh. he text, and, he, and, and we stayed in contact from that. I forgot how long it's been since we had him on the show. But he and I, we stay in contact. We still converse with each other. 
And you right. know, he, here's this man is busy. He's staying in touch with me to to thank me for watching his movies, and he you know he'll take my phone call if I call him. And, right. and that's that, that's just a beautiful thing, and that just that just says a lot about the client and and you. You know that that says a lot. Well, I definitely thank God, like I said, for the people. God put, you know, they say flocks with feather hang together. That's definitely a true statement with me and my clients. I, again, I don't feel like I have to work with people that are uppity, that think they're better than everybody else. They understand that without, you know, the help of others, nobody would make it. And I'm I'm just very, very, very fortunate, very, very blessed, very, like you said, have a lot of favor on my life. And people like Omar make my life much easier because it's an easier sale because he's easy to work with. And Vivica and, you know, Brian J. White, everybody I work with are just amazing, amazing um, artists to work with. Good. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was say, did you say Brian J. Henderson? No, nah, she, <laughs> she, she left that one out. She left that one out, man. Uh, Y'all are silly. Y'all are silly. That's what's up. But, uh, you know, in all seriousness, the thing about the uh, the industry that's so compelling to a lot of people is the fact that you do make Lots and lots of money, pretty fast. Is that is that a a misnomer or is that a fact? I don't know what you consider a lot. I guess it just depends on what you're used to, and it depends on what you got to come out of pocket with. I mean, I've had situations where people will say, "Okay, Kim, I give you five thousand dollars to do one event, for instance, but you got to pay for your hotel, your flights, all your stuff has to come out of that." You know what I'm saying? If you have a staff of people, then of course it's not a lot of money. You feel me? Right. Um, if you're getting paid, you know. Ten, twenty thousand dollars. It depends on what you're doing to justify what you consider a lot of money at one time. For somebody that's inexperienced and ain't really learned nothing and trying to still learn, yeah, that's a lot of money for somebody that's still in the learning phase. You know, so it grows as as you know. You know what I'm saying? Right. And that that teaches you how to negotiate because I'm at the point now I'm not doing anything and 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 paying for it myself. <laughs> if you want, you got to pay me and you got to fly me out. You know what I'm saying? So that's just how I get down now. So. But, you know, early on starting out, you did what you got to do to get it done so you can build your name up, you know? Right. And I find a lot of black people don't like to do that. I'm a rapper. I got a single out, and you got to pay me. Everybody hasn't heard their song, sweetie. Everybody doesn't know you. So you got to get up there and you got to hustle, and you got to take what you can get. If you're sitting at home on Tuesday, my clients already know. If you're sitting home on Tuesday, we're going to get that money. I don't care how much it is because at the end of the day, it's not about the money. It's about your fan base. And when you start worrying about money over fan base, and that's when you got your problem. You won't last long at all. Wow, and it sounds like it sounds like what you're saying is you have to have a strategic plan because there's so much competition out there. Exactly, you have to stay in the in the in your in your 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 client. Well, in my case, you have to stay in your um, fans' face all the time. If they don't see you for a while and never hear from you for a while, then you know next, <laughs> you know you have to stay on their mind. Mm-hmm. You know, and you want them to have a motel movie and buy your movie ticket, but you come out to the club and say hi. You can't do that. Got to be out there, huh? Yeah, you have hey, to be out there. Uh, Kim, I'm getting swamped with MySpace and Facebook questions. Everybody wants to know what's, what's going on with Vivica. What's up with, with Vivica? What's she She's doing got now? a new reality show coming out April 15th called The Cougar. Mm-hmm. It's a new reality show. Um, unfortunately, Glam God didn't last long, so that's the new show. And we look, she's very excited about that. She's got a new movie that she was premiering. Uh, we're doing a premiere for that next week. It's called Shark City. But she's got a lot of different things going on as always, and she's keeping busy. Mm-hmm. Sounds, like, sounds like you're busy. <laughs> well, I have a lot of different clients, so, of course, I stay busy because everybody's always got something. I'm very fortunate, again, because all my clients are busy at the same time doing different things, different projects. So, 
I, I, I got a bomb of a question, but I'm not going to ask it right now. I'm going to let Brian go, and then I'm going to ask it for you. <laughs> okay. See, I thought he was ready. I thought he was I, ready to ask the question. Just FYI, my phone is beeping, but I'm listening. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, you know, as I look at all the different movies that are coming out now, do you find that a lot of your clients are starting to get better movie roles because of who they work with because of well I would just say because because you're dealing with the people? No, I don't think that at all. I mean I, I solely believe that my clients get book jobs based solely on their talent. Okay. I don't I mean I don't I, I mean of course everybody has a relationship with different people mm-hmm. doing whatever and you know, sometimes you have to help each other get interviews or get a job or get a gig, but at the end of the day they work for yourself. Yeah. And that leads me to the next statement I was gonna make. The one thing I found out about you is that you're very humble in what you do. And so I kind of led you on with that question. I just wanted to validate it, though. But, you know, I'm just that, kidding. I'm real silly, like to have fun. Nothing's changed about me. Like I said, it's, it's, just, it's, just, you know, it's just a blessing to be able to, to do something that other people wish they could do and you know, mm-hmm. get paid to do it. I'm good. Yeah, you know, and that's definitely a blessing. You know, but the thing I wanted to focus on is that a lot of times you don't find a lot of humble people in the music industry. There's not a whole lot of humility in the industry. There's a lot of, like, backbiting and cutthroat. And, you know, it's just refreshing to find someone who just is genuinely nice and, you know, they're an actual, you know, at what they do. And they enjoy what they do and they help people. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah, I was, uh, you know, I'm new to Atlanta and I was really hoping that, I would be welcome a lot more than what I have been. Um, you know, before I came, I told everybody I was coming because I had been dealing with a lot of people from Atlanta for a couple of years prior to me moving here. And they was like, yeah, let me know when you get to town. I'll take you out to eat. I'll show you around, blah, 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 blah. I got here. 90% of the people I haven't heard from since I moved here, you know. Oh, so, you know, it's, unfor- it's unfortunate <laughs> that we can't make money together, you know, and everybody thinks, you know, that you come well, to take over. Well, but Tim, you're a threat. Well, I mean, most of my clients live in L.A., you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not a whole bunch of threatening for me to do because I'm more on the acting side than anything, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's just unfortunate, once again, that we can't come together and say, okay, let's, you know, you handle, you know, Atlanta, you, Kim, you handle L.A., we bring out, you know, stuff together and let's make this work. It doesn't make any sense to me, but, you know, it'll come in due time. God has the right person for me at the right time, and I don't worry about stuff like that. But you know I say that purely tongue-in-cheek, of course. Say it, say it again. I say, I say that tongue-in-cheek. I'm just, you know, joking around. But in all actuality, a lot of times that's what happens. People will think that, oh, you're coming to town to try to muscle into their market. And, you know, if nothing could be further from the truth, but, that's, you know, that doesn't stop them from thinking or reacting that way. You know, right. what keeps you grounded and, you know, on the path that you're on? Just my love for God. <laughs> Awesome. My love for God. I want people to know that God exists and God is a good God, and you can do anything at any age. You know, because I didn't start this business to four years ago. So, you know, four and a half years ago now, but you know, and I'm 40 years old now. So, anything is possible with God. And how dare I take a blessing that He's given me and be moody and be mean and be, you know, complaining and you know, perpy about that? Why? Why would I want to do that? So He could take it away from me? No, I'm good. <laughs> well. We, I'm still waiting on my steak. You, you, you know what I'm talking about, the barbecue. Yeah, yeah. See? Yeah, I was in Atlanta a couple uh, months ago, and I didn't remember getting my steak. 
Or my well, barbecue chicken or whatever. I don't I asked think for. I was at home when y'all came. See, see, that's always. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always on the road. Y'all know that. That's yeah. why I can't get a husband. Uh-oh. We'll, now that's another show. We'll talk about that. Yeah, later. that's another show. Exactly. Hey, Kim, I want, I, this, this this is the bomb thing I want I want to ask you about. My phone's beeping. Go ahead. Uh, okay. <laughs> we know, we know we know about everybody knows about the Chris Brown situation. We know that you know him. Right. And and the Rihanna Chris Brown and Rihanna. I mean, mm-hmm. my question is, do you think that the the media is just Blowing, I'm not going to say they're blowing it out of proportion, but do you think all of a sudden with him and Rihanna uh, being in the spotlight with the young kids watching or whatever, do you think that they're just just going overboard with it or or, or are they just making money from it? Of course they're making money off of it. I mean, come on, that's number one. But number two, I mean, that's a part of what you, I mean, that's, that's, that's what you signed up for. You know, it's one of those things, when they love you, they love you, when they hate you, they hate you. I mean, Michael Jordan went through that, Michael Irvin went through that. You have all these different celebrities, you know, Mike Tyson, love you, they love you, when they hate you, they hate you. You're human, though. People forget that. People forget that people are human. They sin, you know, and they're, they're learning just like everybody else is learning. It's just unfortunate there's a radar on their life, you know. And uh, unfortunately for Chris, he's having to learn that. I'd rather he learn it now than learn it later, you know what I'm saying? Yes. So... Um, you know, I pray for him, I pray for his family, I pray for Rihanna's family. But, you know, like today, he canceled his, his own stuff off the Nickelodeon um, Choice that. Awards for the kids. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not mad about that. He's taking responsibility for the things he's done. I don't think it was right what he did. No, not at all. You know? Right. But as long as he's out there trying to get some help to, you know, to uh, correct the situation, and as long as him and Rihanna are on the same page, at the end of the day, that's the only thing that matters. What I think doesn't matter. As long as he's went to God and asked God for forgiveness and he's went to his woman and they've made agreement with that, I'm done with it. That's between them. You know, and I, I agree with you on that because I think it was I think it was wrong the way that they publicized it, but of course that's that's sort of like the drawback of being a, a big celebrity is that your personal life is out there, you know, and a hundred miles an hour on the media on the internet, you know, before you could blink an eye. And, you know, he didn't, and I feel like he really didn't get an opportunity to, to come out and say anything until it was too late. I mean, he understood. Well, he always had opportunity. He just, I mean, for whatever reason, he probably was advised not to. But at yeah. the end of the day, I mean, he's a grown man still. Even though he's still under 21, he's still a grown man. And he's still learning. I mean, we all done stupid stuff when we were 18, 19, 20 years old. Yeah, and, and I was saying that, that was part of my point, you know. He went through this situation, you know, and it was bad. I mean, I'm not condoning what he did. I'm not saying he was right, right, you know. But what I am saying is that it seems like they just pretty much vilified him immediately, and they wanted him, you know, they wanted him to be sort of like a Don Imus type thing where, well, you know I, what I mean? Well, I really don't care. I hate to use that word. I don't because at the end of the day, maybe that's what he needed to keep him from doing it again. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Don't so I don't think the punishment is too harsh. I really don't, because if you didn't chastise him, he would continue to do it. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So he definitely needed some type of reprimand for what he done. So I totally agree with everything that has happened and corresponded. Mm-hmm. I just hope and pray that it's the last of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. He's going to be on Oprah Thursday, by the way, I believe. Oh, I don't wow. know if he's going to be on there, but I know they're doing a show about it. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, he's going to be on Oprah? Oh, man. Yeah, yeah I'm like, I don't know. I'm watch that. <laughs> yeah, that would be that would be one of the highest ratings if he was on there. But I don't think he's going to be on there. Mm-hmm. They might talk him into doing it before, but by then, but to my knowledge, he's not going to be on there as a now. Okay. 
Kim, we have a caller on the on the line if it's okay for us to go to him. Okay, I just put my phone on my little dead, yeah. It won't I didn't, I didn't get my, okay. 301, go to 301, Brian. 301, area code, you're on live with the Abundant Solutions Hour. Hi, everybody, this is Denisha Jackson. Hey, Denisha. How are you? Hey, hey Denisha. Hi. I know you, I want to get my question in real quick before your phone goes, so. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Um, I just wanted to know if you have any experience or any information about children. Like, my, my people always tell me, you know, oh, your son, you should put him on TV, you should put him in this, you should put him in that. And I'm just wondering, yeah, sometimes you just think it's fluff from people, but how do you really know if your child is talented in that area um, uh, to be in commercials or whatever, or when you should just sort of, you know, cast right. it to the wind? Right. I know a lot of kids are cute. I mean, it's not too many kids you're not going to find that are cute and adorable. So that's right. That's pretty much a no-brainer. People are going to get that all the time. What right. I suggest to anybody and everybody, kids are trainable. You want to get them while they're children to train them up in the way you want them to go. So if you want them to be modeling, then you need to put them in, you know, some type of school that does that. If you want them to go into acting, you need to get them into acting school. Because what I get is a lot of people say, oh, my kid is cute, or my kid wants to act, but he's never taken an acting class in his life. So what am I going to do with him? I'm right. not going to train him. So it's not that people don't want your child or your child can't do it. Your child just hasn't been taught. So teach your child, and then you can go out and you can, you know, pursue. Like I, my, uh, uh, I had two girls I was working with, Chloe Bailey and Hallie Bailey. They've done four feature films, but their parents have been raising them to do that kind of stuff. Hmm. Chloe's, I think, 10 now, and her sister's 8, yeah. you know, and they've already got four feature films under their belt. Yeah, but they're again, very intelligent. Yeah, yeah. So it's because they did acting classes, and you can't take you know three acting classes and say, okay, let's go. It takes years of this stuff. That's kind of like saying Beyonce is a good dancer, but look at her videotapes. You look and see her parents have been training since she was a child, and there's a reason why people come up that way. People think they can just do it overnight because they got this bright idea. Oh, I want to act now. I can do it. It doesn't work that way. For very little people, doesn't work that way. You got Derek Luke. I think was the last black person I know of that is an A-list. A celebrity now, and he was found by Denzel Washington. But even with that, he had took an acting classes up until that point too. So you still, you know, it's hard to be found without being. Well, let me take that back. Derek Luke did not have acting classes. Take that back. He did not have acting classes. I'm sorry. That was his first time acting when Denzel he got him. So, but very few times will that happen. So you have to prepare yourself and prepare your child. And then, of course, you have to live somewhere that Wait. makes sense. You can't be like I'm gonna do acting and then you live in Chuck and Little Tennessee. And think he's going to get a movie gig. Right. Yep, right. sometimes it does take a change in location. I'm thinking about moving to L.A. and becoming an actor. Right. <laughs> but a lot of people want to live in small town USA, and they want to be an actor. And I don't know what to tell you. No, nobody's coming to cast no movie in small town USA. And if they are, it's I probably mean, not a movie that anybody's going to watch. Yeah, <laughs> so, you know, everything just has to make sense. You have to, with God say you have to do stuff decent and in order. And I think once you do things, God says, you do a little, I'll do a lot. He knows the desire of your heart. He knows you have to try with your child. Then that's what that's going, it's going to come to you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Kim, I got a question for you. Thank you. Um, I just got a You're question. welcome, Demetrius. Uh-huh. I, I have a quick question for you. I just got a text message, a text question. Someone wanted to know, do you feel like you have to conform to the business? The oh. Industry, oh. <laughs> or, do you stay, or do you stay true? To yourself and in your background. Do I sound like I'm conformed? Yeah, we, we know Brian and I. I'm goofy. <laughs> I am so goofy. If you go through any of my pictures, do I look like I'm dressed to go anywhere? You know what? I thought. No. 
<laughs> no, I hate conforming. I'm still killed. I'm still silly. I hate shopping. I don't. Uh, uh, I ain't conforming to nothing. I talk about Jesus all the time. <laughs> no, <laughs> that is funny to me. So you're not, I'm you're sorry. Not, you're not gonna let them break you, huh? Oh, I mean, I am who I am. I've, I've never been a follower. That's one thing I've never been. I've always had my own mind. I've always had my own mind. My mama tell you that. <laughs> you know what? You, 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 you told us about the story when your dad bought you a car, and it wasn't the car that you picked out. And right. He want, and he wanted you to make the payments on the car. Right. Brand new car, right. <laughs> it is sat for two weeks. Wow. Before I even looked at it, right. Mm, mm, mm. No, 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 no. Mama don't play that. Never have. And never will. Never we will. Another, That's just part of my DNA. Yeah, Brian, huh? we, have, we have another caller real quick, Brian, 850. Okay. All right, let's go to the 850. Caller, you're on live with the Abundant Solutions Hour. Caller from the 850. I guess they may just be listening. They Hello? May listening. They may just be listening in. But, you okay. know, um, Kim, it, it, it's, it's just we had, we had Chloe and Holly on the show. Right. And everybody talked about how cute they were and – and you're right. People just think that that they could just throw their kids out there like Chloe and Holly. And we could tell from talking to them that they are trained and they know how to deal with and how to. Hours and hours and yeah. hours a day. When they come home from school, it's not a game. People think this is a game. It's not a game. They're very disciplined young ladies, very disciplined, very, very disciplined with their school as well. Their parents are great. They have the best mom and dad ever. And they understand the business, and they understand life, and they mix it well with both. So you don't see that too often. Because you have a lot of parents out there that's very snooty, and you can't tell them nothing. So they're very fortunate. Yes, they are. And we could tell when we were asking questions. I was like, wait a minute. They were that's because they practice. Yeah, they, they were answering our question and answering the next question after that. So yeah, we we know that they they were very uh they they they're very disciplined and they're staying with it. So what's next, yep. with Kim? What's they next? just opened up for little uh was it little one? Yeah, little was it little one? Kim? No, Ti. I'm sorry. They just opened up for Ti a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> 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 so anything's possible, y'all. Anything's possible. Yeah, you got grown folks trying to open up for Ti, and these kids open up for Ti. So you know. <laughs> what's, what's, what's next for Kim? What, what are we seeing new in the show? Oh, God. God is so good. I'm trying to get more into the casting business, the casting world. Um, I'm finding that I really like that a lot. I have a movie I'm doing right now called No Warning. It stars Young Buck, Cuba Gooding Jr., Omar Gooding Jr. Um, wow. I have Bokeem Woodbine, Omar Benson Miller, Brian J. White, a whole bunch of people. I'm very fortunate. Brian J. I know. No, you know, I got to have my people in there. Brian J. White, you got jokes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he's, he just, uh, he's trying to get in some kind of way. Trying to get in, way. you know. Hey, yeah. look, I I play like the, first, the you know how the black man always get killed first. I play him. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all playing in my phone, like. <laughs> Y'all are silly. <laughs> yes, yeah, we 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 know that your phone is probably about to go dead, but we we really thank you for coming on. I enjoyed the show. Thank you guys so yeah. much. Mm-hmm. We know we know that you are uh, yeah good listener. You're, you're, I you're like that. Yeah, of course. You, we we know you're somewhere doing something that you're supposed to be doing. Right. I told you I got this thing this week with Rashina Arnold and them, the the Lena Baker story. So yes, she comes in town tomorrow. We have a 
a private event tomorrow. Then we have the opening, the grand opening. We have a red carpet on Friday. So I have a lot of stuff going on, as always. So I'm blessed, like I said. The Vivica's in town next week, so I have a lot of stuff going on. We're I'm good. good. We're good. Well, Brian, mm-hmm. do you have anything further for for Miss Toomey? I know she's tired. Well, yeah, we had like 20 more minutes for the questions, but <laughs> <laughs> we can't let the phone die. I don't mind talking. I was like, you know, my phone might go dead. I don't want y'all being like, now, see? <laughs> 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 there it is. We heard that one. But Anybody that's been on my Facebook know that I've been having phone difficulties all day. So <laughs> Kim, all you got, Brian just got a new phone. All you have to do is just go down there and just get you. Uh, you have a flip phone, don't you? Uh huh. Oh no, flip phones are a thing of the past. <laughs> no, I am not getting ready to buy anything that costs more than forty-five dollars. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> See, I just I finally buckled down and I bought me a new phone. I had an old Nextel. I'll tell you what the model is. I nine thirty flip phone. I've had it for so long. I've had the flip replaced about three times. That's funny. And I finally said, you know what? I need to come out of the dark ages. This phone is about as wide as a triple decker peanut butter jelly sandwich, and you know. <laughs> I finally got me an iPhone, and I am in love with the iPhone. I'm going to be a spokesperson for the iPhone pretty soon because <laughs> I have been. I just don't have time to learn that in you. I just don't have time. I'm like, this works fine. I get email. I can uh, get my text. I can chirp. I can do everything. I can. So I, I don't see the purpose in paying $300 for a phone. I can do the same thing on the $30 phone, so I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm just saying, for me, it it has literally opened up. Horizons I didn't even know I was supposed to go into. <laughs> I mean, I can do all kinds of stuff with this thing, and I'm just, you know, it, it tripped me out when I first got it because I was like, are you kidding me? You really can do all this? You know, and it's like I've just scratched the surface. I've had it about four days, five days now, and, you know, it's like, wow. Yeah. Well, I'm not worried about it. My phone, if I ain't making no money with you, you're not being in my phone, so I'm good. Okay. <laughs> Kim, I have a question. I have a, I have a question. I do you think that kids now uh, are being pushed more into the industry? I just had a question. The kids are being pushed more into the industry, or, or, or and are there um, more opportunities for the kids to take acting lessons now than ever before? I mean, I think the options always been available. People just don't look into it, I think. And, you know, a lot of people say they're acting coaches and are not, so you need to do your homework on who's an acting coach get their resume, check them out, Google them. It's like you would your banker if he was trying to, you know, whatever. Yeah. You need to get with people of like minds and make sure you have the same goals, make sure that person understands where you're trying to go with this. You're going to break you with them years. You want a coach that you can have for years, you know, um, especially if you're in a, a smaller situation, a smaller town. Um, but as far as the children thing goes, I mean, I don't think any situation is any different than it's been in the past. Right. I mean, you just have to know. You know, what kind of acting you want to do. You have to learn all types of acting. You have to be funny. You have to know how to be scared. You have to know how to be sentimental. You need to know all these different tricks. Some coaches only know how to do one type. Some are better than others. And sometimes you have to have more than one coach to help right. you, you know, learn all the different things to be diverse. Right. But definitely think there's a lot of opportunity to act. And it's been slow the last year and a half because of the economy with investors and things of that nature. So I probably wouldn't say this has been the best year last year to um to do movies. But it's definitely turned around. Well, awesome. And another quick thing too, uh someone just asked your your face. 
did your faith grow when you when you started in this industry when you didn't have anything you didn't have much to go with did you did your faith carry you all the way through to where you are now I mean my faith played a big part in it um and if anybody that knows my story if they don't they go to my space Kim to me which is K I M T is in Tom U is in universe M is in money U is in earth Y is in yard I have my story on my page so that's Kim to me, T-U-M-E-Y. How you doing? And um, basically the story, like I said before, the way I got business, that was favor. That was from God. Uh, I was happy, still am happy about it. And my faith, all it did was give me more faith and give me more strength. I wouldn't say it, I didn't have it before I got this job. No, I've always had faith, and I think that's what got me to this point. Absolutely. Hey, you know, it's a good thing to have faith. But when faith has you doing what you what you were called to do, that's, that's even better. Well, I definitely think I think that's my situation, and I'm very fortunate, like I said, and I'm just looking forward to what God has for me next. You know. Yeah. You know, while we still have battery life on your phone, <laughs> you know. Okay. Tell us, tell us about a typical day in the life of Kim Toomey. Oh, it changes every day, child. It depends on what's going on. I mean, one day it could be a red carpet event. The next day it could be set. I mean, the next day it could just be at home, just answering the phone, setting up stuff, setting up interviews. I mean, it just depends. Every day is a totally different day. Um, and it goes the next day it could be just traveling, catching two or three planes, going to this city, this city, this city, to either promote a movie, to promote a reality show, to, to just, you know, be in the company of some other people to do business or business meeting. It just depends. This this is different every day. It's not a. It's that's one thing I like about it. It's never the same. It's not always the same. If you know, same old, same old. Awesome. Right. So would you say that in a typical day you may fly to this place and you know? Uh oh. Hello. Hello. Oh, I thought she was gone. No, I'm here. I'm listening. <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, you think in like a typical day you would fly here and maybe deal with some artists or whatever, you know. And the reason I ask is because I want people to get a good understanding of what you do in the business. Because a lot of people may think it's easy that you just get on the phone, make a phone call, and then the deal is done. Well, my job usually, I mean, I have a couple of different jobs. I have, I have a couple of different hats. I do casting, which, like I told you, I'm doing, you know, my job is to secure the talent for that movie, negotiate the roles. I'm doing a lot of different things, okay? That's one part of it. Then my PR side, my job is to negotiate my, my clients for covers, for articles, for radio, promote whatever it is they have going on and to get them a schedule and keep them on that path to make sure they make their interviews, uh, make their radio appointments, make sure they, you know, know all these things, make sure they're dressed appropriately, things of that nature, and make sure they know the dress attire. Because sometimes we got to change two or three times a day or whatever the case may be. On my booking side, same thing. have to make sure, you know, their flights are done, their hotels are done, make sure that, um, you know, <laughs> they got their money and, you know, make sure they deliver what they're supposed to deliver, too. Make sure they're on the set as long as they're supposed to be on the set. They're going to perform two hours, and now have to make sure they do the two hours. What songs y'all doing? And, you know, make sure they do sound checking. So it's just a lot of stuff all the time. I do award shows, same thing with award shows. My job is to put the award show together, the lineup, who's going to perform, how long they're going to perform, uh, how many minutes do we have for the whole award show, how much is it going to be taped, what are we going to use for the, you know, to be seen on TV, blah, blah, blah. So 
if again, I, I wear a lot of different hats, so depending on what I'm doing depends on, you know, and I'm very fortunate. Even with my war show stuff, I've, I've had, I think, maybe two people drop out in the last four years I've been doing it. So, you know, I'm very blessed. Yes, and, and, I, and I'll say this, um, that and, and people will probably have a better idea of how, um, now, I don't want to say how successful you are, but how um, faith has, has, has really carried you through. Your your first, I think it was your first client, was it the, the Kennedys, Marie Shriver? Was she your first? Well, they, they, them and um, the Negro League, yeah. The Kennedy family and the Negro League were my first clients. Right. Yes, and, and I remember you talking about you and Ashanti went to perform. <laughs> up yeah, in and, and it was like it was like you you were the only two blacks there. We were the only two blacks there, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, but, I mean, and the reason I'm, and the reason I'm asking that is, you know, being a black woman in the field that you're in and dealing with the we're talking about the Kennedys now. Right, right. And no, I broke down that day. Cause that's how you know it's God. Like the Kennedys call you out the blue. They don't know. I don't know these people from Adam. Never been around nobody that was a Kennedy. At least not that I know of. And that's why Mama always said you gotta be nice to everybody you meet. You never know who you're talking to. Somebody referred me to those people, and to this day I still don't know who that person was. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that just goes to show you never know who God has looking at you. And I and I remember seeing the picture of you and Marie. And, and every time I see, I, I have it. I download. It, I have it. And mm. it, and, and the reason the reason I look at it all the time is mm-hmm. because what you're doing and what other people need to realize is it's it's all possible. I was definitely possible. All of this is possible. And I think that picture, the one I think you're talking about, I I can't find half my pictures because my one of my laptop laptop crashed. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I've never been technical savvy. But anyway, mm-hmm. but I think that picture in particular, I think that's like my third year, second or third year, me doing the events with them. You know what I'm saying? Mm. The one I know I have up on my Facebook anyway. And mm. all my other pictures I have, I can't find them, like the David Caruso and all of them from CSI Miami and all the people I brought in in the past. But it's definitely a, a blessing to be able to work with those kind of people and be in their likeness. You said you broke down. What do you, what do you mean? Oh, I cried that day because it was just, that was my first, my first event ever, my first big private event, me and nobody else. Like with the war show with the Negro League, at least I had some type of help. You know what I'm saying? But that was all me. If it messed up, it was all me. It was all on me. It was all on Kim Toomey, and God was good. Like I said, everybody showed up. Everybody did what they're supposed to do, and it was just a wonderful thing. And to be in Cape Cod at Senator Kennedy's house, performing at Senator Kennedy's house, doing the things I was doing at his house with his family, and then they gave me, I think what did it was they toasted, they, at the end of the uh, event they toasted, and they told me, Kim, you know you're part of the family now. I think that's what did it for me. Ooh. Mm. Yeah. Wow. So, exactly. And you know, when you I hate Kim to Kennedy the to me. You silly. <laughs> but you know, and it's, I just think it's sad that we don't embrace ourselves with each other like that. It takes another ethnicity to do that. And, uh, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Gonna, yeah, I was going to touch on that, but I, I know Brian had a question for you. No, I was just going to say, you know, Greg and I actually toast each other all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I got—I I don't know why, but I'm just full of jokes tonight. He's <laughs> silly. But Kim, when 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 you when they called you and you went out, just you and Ashanti, it was just—that was just. Well, it wasn't just me and Ashanti. I had other people I brought in. Right, I was right, speaking right. on me and Black. Yeah. Right, right. So, I mean, what, I, I'm trying to understand your mindset when you're going into the 
to, to the Kennedy's house and, and you have to have all this stuff together and you've got this pressure on you. And, and, and It I really think, wasn't even pressure. It was just, it's amazing. When I look back at it, it was so easy for me to get it done. That's why I said the whole thing was just easy as pie. But getting it done and then showing it being done at the end of the day was just amazing to me. Like, I, I can't, it's kind of like your first champion ring, I guess, you know? Right, you, right, you, right. You, 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 you do it, and then you don't cry till you get your ring. You be like, oh, I get my ring, yeah. You know, that was my ring. I mean, my first event, and I'm at the Kennedy's house. Who, who can ask about that? Right. Do you think a lot of people would have shied away from that and then and, and just sort of like, I, I can't do that, something like that? You, you, know, what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Some, I, I, guess I would I'm, hope not. Yeah. <laughs> well, what I'm saying is a lot of people are afraid of, the responsibility that you that you would have in an event like that, and and a lot of people are afraid of success. We've well, learned that. About that one. Yeah, right. a lot of people are afraid of success. So when this opportunity like this comes, they feel like this is much bigger than me. I can't do something like this. But you didn't feel well, that I, way. Well, I think it's a, a thing. Not even with that situation in particular, but a lot of people don't like to listen. I find a lot of people call me, ask me for advice, and I give it to them, and they don't listen. And then they'll call me back six months later or a year later or a month later, and like, I should have listened to you. You know, I don't get that. All you have to do is sit back and listen to what somebody's telling you, and it makes life a lot more easier. And, you know, like I said, um, you know, the Kennedys or any client that you have, they're telling you what they want, what their needs are, and it's your job to shut up, listen, and take that order and, and do it. And if you can't do something, in cases this has been that way, they want a certain person or a certain thing done, I can't do that. That's what I say. I don't play games, and a lot of people play games. They'll tell somebody they can do something, though they can't do it. Just be honest. Say, I'm not sure if I can get that done, or let me check into it. But don't never say you can do something, no, you can't produce it. I've never have done that. Hey, I agree. You know, if you can't if you can't get it done, say you can't get it done. Yeah, just if, say, no, I can't do that. So if you, you try and you mind. don't get it done, at least tell them you tried. <laughs> you know, I, people appreciate honesty, though, and... That's one reason the Kennedys have kept me around for so long. They've told me that a million times. But and that's just I'm, I have all my clients I started with, just about uh, all except for three now. And um, you know, and those are choices that I made on my own, not to have some of the clients I have now. But I'm very fortunate to have people that's in the game 15, 20 years, and they still, you know, want me to fly with them and want me up on them. And it's just amazing to me because they really don't need, they don't need me, but they want me there. I think that in itself is a blessing. Yes, it is. It is. It is. And, and you've been a blessing to a, a lot of our listeners out there now because I, 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 I just have a feeling that they understand that all of this is possible. And what they see on television, they can do the same thing. They just need to listen and just do it. Prepare themselves. If, if it's acting that they want to do, get into acting and just do it. Right. But like I tell everybody, I can't give advice on something I never did before. You know, all I can do is tell you things I've learned in the business and things I've seen people do that either, A, you know, blessed them or things that people have done that's made them fail. That's all I can do. Because, mm. again, I didn't take no class to become, you know, to get into entertainment business. I only went to college for a whole year. <laughs> so, you know, I'm very uneducated when it comes to people I heard that got master degrees and people that went, you know, took event planning classes and did all this. I'm very uneducated when it comes to that. But God gave me favor, and he also gave me a lot of sense. Common sense it works very well in my business. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Yes. And, and I think that that's one of the things of, of you know, you, you're displaying that you believe in yourself, and that's something that you, you can't teach that. That's just something that you have to do on your own. You know, I just I felt when I started my business, 
Everybody kept asking me, how you going to do it? You ain't never did an event before. How you going to do that? You ain't never did PR before. How you going to do that? I said, I'm going to do for people what I would want them to do for me if I was in this situation. And when you do that, you don't have to worry about messing up. Mm. Mm, that, hey, that makes sense to me. You know, we got about five minutes left in the show. I want you to give out your information again, uh, your website, uh, your MySpace page, just ways of people that people can contact you if they have okay, If anybody got any questions, you can call me. My phone number is, you ready? You got the pen? You ready? You ready? Got okay. It. It's 214-783-9453. My email, do not send me no singles, please, because I will delete them. Because I, I do not open up links that don't have nothing to do with me because my, my computer crashed doing that, so I don't do that no more. If you have a question, you can email me at Kim, my last name, Tumi, T-U-M-E-Y, at Yahoo. And my, uh, my website is KimTumiEntertainment.com. And my MySpace page is Kim Tumi. Everything is Kim Tumi. All you got to do is Google me. So my last name is T as in Tom, U as in Universe, M as in Money, E as in Earth, Y as in Yard. And actually watch 11th Hour on CBS tomorrow. Catch my client, Omar Benson Miller. He plays Detective Felix Lee yeah. on 11th Hour. And y'all make y'all support my boy. And it was good last night. <laughs> I mean, not last night, last week. Last I watched Wednesday. it last week. That was a good show. Yeah. Kim, so. we had, yesterday I was in the gym working out, and I had the Feltons who are really, really good friends of mine, and they have a little girl, and she's just gorgeous. And, and 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 I called you, and your your voicemail came on, and I was I was I was I was sad that I couldn't get you now, but I really wanted them to hear your voicemail. The things uh-huh. that you said, what that that I want people to, to hear what you said in your voicemail. You said something about the wrong people. Oh, my slogan, my little thing I use yes. is when the wrong people leave your life, the wrong things stop happening. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's so powerful. And uh, I was talking with with Mr. Felton after that. He 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 immediately agreed. He was like, "That's so true. That's true." And, and a lot of people they just they just need to get away from some of these people that they have in their lives, and they can do better. Misery loves company. That's such a true statement. A lot of people don't even understand. Even in this business, a lot of people have a lot of people on their team that are haters, and they don't even see it. And I just feel so bad for them because I'm like, <laughs> "You about to crash and burn? You don't even know it, you know?" Because your homeboys on your team. It, it's, it's really unfortunate, but that's just the way of the world. You have people out here that's hating on your girlfriends. You got people that's hating out here as an artist, as an actor. And you have to be real careful about who you let in your circle. And I don't trust everybody with my blessing. I don't tell everybody what God has given me. I don't tell everybody, um, you know, what I'm thinking. And I don't tell everybody what I'm trying to do. Keep your mouth shut and deal with that between you and God, and you'll see how much more you'll get. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Kim, we want to thank you. Your phone actually made it to. The- I know that was good, yeah. honey. Cause honey, I'm surprised. Well, see, that's that favorite thing you keep running. Yeah. Into. Somebody, somebody, <laughs> needs, somebody needs to hear something that you had to say tonight. Oh, God is good, and I, I wish everybody the best of luck. Uh, I shouldn't say luck, best of blessings. Yes. God said, "Ask and you shall have." He didn't say when now. Mm-hmm. So some of y'all be trying to rush it yourself. So just be patient, cause like I said, I was. Um, 36 when I started my business. So, you know, well, thumbs we, in his time, not your time. Well, we've been praying okay. for that stake. We, Brian and I, we've been praying for that stake for two years. So we, we'll hold on. <laughs> We're not going to bother you about it. We'll hold on. <laughs> That's what's up. <laughs> Again, crazy. we thank you all that uh, joined us tonight on the show. 
Yes, thank you guys for tuning in tonight. We appreciate you. We love you. KTE loves you. That's right. That's right. And uh, we ask everybody to come back in, join us on Monday night where we'll have another exciting show where we'll definitely be more, do more, and have more for you. With that being said, you've been listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour. Again, come join us on Monday at 9 p.m. on Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, and God bless you all. Bye, Kim. Thank you. Thank you, guys. I enjoyed the show. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.